We go over the top five options that Omar Khan has left to complete the Steelers roster. I'm Chris Carter here with Jenna Harner on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go get some bird, some, some new shorts from birddogs.com. And when you go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order more them later we bring back jenna harner who's been on a bit of a hiatus from the show she's been on taking vacations enjoying non non-sports season life in pittsburgh here uh where the, it's just the pirates on set so she gives her a little bit of a break but jenna harner we're ha- so happy to have you back on the show because i'm so happy to finally be back i know it's been a couple of weeks i've felt like my fridays just haven't been quite complete not being here <laughs> with you. So glad to be back. Glad to uh, talk some Steelers. It's definitely been funny now that like mini camp's over. I'm just like, what, what do we do? What, what's going what, on right now? What, what is going on? And that's what, what we're going to talk about. And there's not much going on, but this is why I wanted to kick this, kick around this topic with you because Omar Khan has done a really interesting job as far as filling out the roster in a lot of different spots. They've got backup running backs, backup wide receivers, backup offensive linemen, defensive linemen. They brought in Marcus Golden. There's a lot of positions now that you can see depth is there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we'll get into some of those offensive players uh, in, in a bit. But there's still some things here that the Steelers haven't completed that I think could be on the on the table here for Omar Khan to finish. So what we're going to do is we're going to go over the top five options that I think are available to Omar Khan that could be different moves they make. Now, some of these options are options that have been brought up by other people. Some of these options are things that I've thought up, and I think that they're just the, the right moves for them. But we'll, I'll rank them from five going to one, and we'll go to one at the, at the end. We're going to start with five, and this is one that I don't think is actually going to happen. We talked about this before with Jeff Hartman. We had him on the show the other week. But it's the trade for Chase Young from the Washington Commanders. And Jenna, this sort of popped up. Nothing ever really happened with this rumor, at least yet, or anything like that. But even when we talked to Jeff uh, Jeff Hartman, he uh, he came, he brought it up, and he was like, "Hey, listen, the source that he got told him the Steelers were interested in uh, in the idea of getting Chase Young, but there wasn't any talk of what the compensation would be, what they'd be willing to pay, what the Commanders would want." And this to me just seems like the most unrealistic possibility of the ones that I'm going to mention here uh what did you, when you hear the idea of getting a chase young with the Steelers the way they're constructed now how do you see that yeah I, I just don't see this kind of being insanely or incredibly realistic just based on what they possibly would get compensation wise and what it would cost to get um chase young but also too and I hate saying this because I loved him when he came out of the draft. I was really yeah. excited to see what he's going to be able to do. But the injury concerns, and I know that's mm-hmm. something a lot of people point to, but that's something that really would concern me uh, on a, a variety of reasons. But, you know, he's still, I believe he's still working his way back. They do expect him to be fully healthy coming into this season. But I don't think we've seen the entirety of what the Chase, who Chase Young really, really, really is. Mm-hmm. And he's, he, not that he hasn't lived up to his potential, and I'm not saying that, but just injuries, you know, 
derailing him and not being able to have probably the seasons or the stretch of seasons he's wanted. I don't think we've seen the complete Chase Young yet. And I feel like to me, this would be a little bit more of a risk. Obviously the reward, no doubt, there would be an incredible upside if you know you could get him at his healthiest. But I just don't entirely see this being completely realistic. And I don't know entirely if he would fit into what the Steelers are looking to do right now. Correct me if I'm wrong on that one, but no, no, I actually, I agree entirely with what you're saying. He's an edge rusher. They now have three edge rushers. Yeah. They're very happy with their three edge rushers. He would be a fourth. I mean, maybe he would push Marcus golden for, for backup time, but like, is that what they need to trade for asset wise right now? And he'd be a one year rental. He's on, he's got one year left in his rookie contract. And I assume he'd be an expensive piece. And if you're paying Alex Highsmith, which we'll get to in a little bit here, I just don't see a space for Chase Young to stay there. No, especially to just, again, you mentioned they have TJ Watt, they have Alex Highsmith, and yes, they brought in Marcus Golden for depth, which I think is going to be incredibly crucial just because of the injuries we've seen to both to TJ Watt. And there's the potential, you know, again, you never know who could get hurt and when they could get hurt. But if one of your top edge rushers goes down, there is still a lot of solid, you know, backup in Marcus Golden. But I also don't think Chase Young would want to play the role of a backup. No, I feel you. I, I don't think that that's that's where he's gonna that's where he's gonna really want to be, and he's gonna want to be a place where he starts, and he's not gonna get that here. So that's why yeah, that's number five. I don't count that as as, as high there. Number four, though, I have a, a player that I that I've thought of here before, and a guy that Steelers fans were talking about drafting years ago. And that's linebacker Rashawn Evans. Now. I have him at number four because he's a free agent right now. He wouldn't cost you much. He's 28 years old, but he would kind of fit the role that the other linebackers that they have on their roster right now. He's a run stopper first, and that's kind of why he's sitting around a free agency at this point. I think that it'd be an option to add him because at least what you're doing in the Steelers, as we talked about, they signed Nick Kwiatkowski, a, a local guy from Bethel Park who went to West Virginia and has bounced around the NFL for about seven years. But He's more of a guy that you want as your last option coming off the bench, kind of like Mark Rob in Rob Mark Robinson's territory. I truly think that like Rashawn Evans would be an upgrade from that, but still wouldn't be the ultimate option that you'd want as a third option to go in there and switch things up with the linebackers that they have right now. But I think my number three option, which we've talked about before, Jenna, Quan Alexander, is much more of a fit for there. And that's why I have, I have him ranked as my number third option for, for, for Omar, Khan, uh, Omar Khan here because the Steelers, I think they need another inside linebacker. doesn't need to be a dynamic player, but another line of defense there for that group. For if one guy gets injured, that position doesn't become the ultimate liability of the defense. Yeah, and we know obviously how Omar Khan and the front office really reshaped that position, basically scrapping it and starting from new this offseason. And, and that is one of those things you do need depth there. And I think that is, to me, in my mind right now, the one most, I guess, quote, incomplete position group this team has and that definitely seems like an area of need again this also goes back to price and to see what that they what they would be able to get for um him but also reading reports too i believe he wants the big bucks quan alexander is going for you know has dollar signs in his eyes and is looking really brightly at potentially getting paid not that the Steelers can't do that. Not that the Steelers won't do that. I just think right. that they're probably going to want to allocate their money in different ways and find a guy who might be a little more inexpensive. Also, was he potentially – the only reason I'm saying this is because I have a friend who's who had Rich Eisen on his show. I think he was saying, too, that there might be – he might be intrigued in a possible Jets reunion. 
There might be something like that. I mean, the Jets are a talented team right now, and that's an organization he's familiar with, which could make that an option there. And we saw he was brought in. Nothing happened, and it's it's now mid-June here. But we're talking to the Steelers don't have an addition there. So that's why I bring up this other option. My number two option for Omar Khan is to go sign Deion Jones, a linebacker most recently with the, with the Cleveland Browns. But he's more of a cover linebacker. He's not going to be a shutdown cover linebacker, but he's a faster guy who can play a little bit in space, help with coverage a little bit more. And he did so for the Browns. And he could be selling again. This is a this is a short-term rental as a bridge prospect to just see hold this over, make it so that the linebacker room doesn't completely fall apart in 2023. And that ruins the chance for this defense to be a great unit. That's why I have him there. But my number one option, Jenna, is the trade that people have talked about that I do think there would be a lot more meat on the boat for, and that's to go get Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker from the Arizona Cardinals. He also didn't get his, his fifth-year extension, and you get him, people might be thinking, well, if you don't think that you get Chase Young, why would you get Isaiah Simmons? Because Isaiah Simmons is the role that they're missing on the team. Chase Young, they have edge rushers, and some people talked about even bumping him to the defensive line. Those are two positions that they are fine with right now. But this team needs help at linebacker, and specifically at linebackers who can help more in the pass game. And Cole Holcomb, Landon Roberts, solid run defenders who can be a little helpful in the pass game. But Isaiah Simmons, not an elite player by any means, but a player who I think his athleticism, a guy who at one point when he was coming out of Clemson, people were wondering, would he be a big safety or or, or a fast linebacker? He's a guy that you could put in that role. He's not going to be Ryan Shazier, but he will give you an on-the-field option to say, hey, he can help stop the run and he can help cover the pass and won't be as uh, as much of a liability in there. And again, it gives you flexibility with three linebackers you can call upon and just get solid, reliable play from. Yeah, he's flexible and he's athletic and he's versatile. And we know how much Mike Tomlin loves these quote unquote Swiss army knife type of players where it's like, hey, we see you fitting here. But if we change things up defensively on a different type of scheme and we need you to drop back, we need you to do this role that you might not be entirely adapt to, but your athleticism can put you in that role. I think that's something that at least potentially could be intriguing the Steelers. And this could be one of those, Hey, yeah, no, we're going to do our homework. We're going to do our research with this guy and potentially be like, you know, Hey, this is a really solid option in terms of, again, what they need. But like you said too, it just does fill a position of need. Again, that inside linebacker position is probably one of the biggest question marks right now. And who knows? I mean, maybe once the season starts and we see, you know, Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts, those guys really, you know, showing up and not that to say that they're not going to, but just like we see how the defense meshes together and how those guys perform their roles and how other teams look to attack them again in terms of the run versus the pass and when they're going to, you know, look to find the weakness in those areas. But I, I, this, this is intriguing to me too. I, I wonder what the cost would be as always, but that to me, if if you could do this at a solid price, low cost, not giving up a lot, Mm. I think it's definitely worth exploring. No doubt. I think that they would get a range because the Cardinals have also been in sell mode with DeAndre Hopkins being released. Uh, If you can get him for anything less like like a fourth round pick or less, I think that that is worth the shot because here's the other thing with with Isaiah Simmons. He's young. He's mid twenties. If he hits for you, you should, you resign him and he's part of your future. If he yep. doesn't, you took a shot at it and I think I think that shot would be worth it to complete this year's roster of Steelers, but to complete next year's roster, 
I think that they need to be able to have Alex Highsmith. He has been signed to an extension yet. We'll talk about what we expect there to happen here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Jenna Harner, stick with us. We'll be back in a second here with that. But first, before we do anything else, I want to talk to you guys about Bird Dogs. And of course, as I said before, Bird Dogs is a clothing line that's here to make you look good because they have the best shorts around. They use stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer on you through the thigh and through the leg to give you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit a lot better. And they fit better than regular shorts because a lot of shorts are made with stiff, restricting cotton. But Bird Dogs, they fix this issue by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but they stretch so you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement, which is so important in the summertime. Also important in the summertime, their anti-stink sweat wicking fabric, which keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. When you go there and place an order, you'll get a Yeti style, a free Yeti style tumbler with your order from birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for that Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11. Uh, Jenna, wanted to talk to you about Alex Highsmith's situation here because we haven't seen anything happen yet, but this is different than the last several contract negotiations. Over the last three years, you had Deontay Johnson last year, Mega Fitzpatrick, and you had TJ Watt. And all three of those guys, they, they if they showed up for OTAs in minicamp, they stood off to the side, they did their own thing, and that was just that. And it was just, you know, they were waiting for their new contract to be signed. And then when they got to training camp, it was a similar thing until a contract was signed. Alex Highsmith didn't do that. He's been participating all the time, and he's been working on things. And I get that Alex Highsmith is, you know, the number two edge rusher, whereas both of those guys are the top guys on the team at their positions. But still, that, sh- that show for me there makes me wonder, does Alex Highsmith have a, have a sort of – you know, inner knowing that the Steelers are going to come to a deal with him at some point this year before this year's up and he has to worry about free agency because if he if he does, that might explain why he's been a complete team player about this process. And Chris, the really interesting thing to me was when we talked to him in the locker room, both during OTAs and during minicamp the last couple of weeks, it wasn't this, he just had this sense of calm to him. And, you know, everybody's obviously asking him, you know, some of the first questions in the media scrums, hey, you know, how are things going contract-wise? Any new developments in negotiations, things on those lines. And Alex Highsmith, as he always is when he chats with us, is very kind, very courteous, actually takes the time to think and answer our questions. But you could just see he's you know, he's confident that something will get done. And he expressed that he's like, Hey, you know, I I don't really know where things stand. He lets his agent take care of it as he should. But, you know, it it didn't seem to me this, like, I don't know, things might be weird. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. It's just like, he's like, I feel good. I feel like things are going to get done. And you could just see, he's like, Hey, you know, this probably takes time. This isn't something, you know, this as you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here by any means and compare myself to an athlete, but Mm -hmm. in news, we do the same thing. We go through contract negotiations and you have your agent say, Hey, here's my demands. Here's what I want to bring to the, you know, put on the table. And then they go and they take care of it. And then you're, you know, the Steelers, Omar Khan comes back to the agent and says, hey, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're willing to do. Here's what we're not willing to do. And it's just a process. And you could see it probably taking a little bit of time. And I, I think you could just see, though, back to my original point, that there isn't this, you know, cloud. No animus. Yeah. yeah. 
the, the there's a sense that they want they both sides want to get and even like when um when OTA started that was one of the first things I asked Alex Heisman he was like yeah actually pretty happy with both sides here and and, yeah. and, and like like both sides, like the Steelers are clearly communicating to him hey we want you around and he's clearly communicating to the Steelers I want to be around the question will be what's the number that they that they come down to agreeing to because and, and that's not an easy question for a player position edge rusher is very important edge rushers get paid and as it stands right now as the as the roster is constructed today and how it would carry over into 2024 the Steelers would have an approximate 19.1 million dollars in cap space for that season and so you'd wonder okay what you know how could they now they of course they could maneuver other people's numbers create extra space and do other things let people go there's a lot of stuff that they could do next year to create more cap space but you look at how other edge rushers are, are getting paid and you know i wouldn't put alex highsmith in the conversation with the miles garretts and the joey boses and the tj watts but i would put him in the range of the matt judons the randy gregory's the Den daniel hunters the hassan reddicks those guys and those guys make anywhere from like 13 million to 15 million and that's still a lot of money that we're talking about right there but it makes me think Steelers might be willing to take a crack at that for maybe like a three-year deal or something like that with Alex Highsmith. And that would align perfectly for when they need to start paying Kenny Pickett, which if he becomes the quarterback they expect to be, he becomes expensive and then they can't do things like this. But if you keep Highsmith and TJ Watt together through what will be probably the prime of TJ Watt's career and probably the entering the prime of Alex Highsmith's career, you keep the maybe the best edge rushing tandem and a cornerstone to your defense along with a young quarterback that and a way to build up the roster the way a lot of teams do or, and have done with rookie contracts on their quarterbacks like the Bengals have been doing. Yeah. And you mentioned we I know we talked about it a couple episodes ago or a couple of months ago at this point. Um, it was around that like 13.9 million. Had to get that one in there. Jenna Horner. It really does. That does seem like an incredibly fair deal for both sides where the Steelers still get value because correct me if I'm wrong too. I Highsmith really hasn't had, I mean, knock on wood, I'm knocking on wood. I want the people to see this, but like injuries have not been a massive part of Alex Highsmith's tenure with the Steelers here. It has not been. Uh, he's been with the Steelers since uh, 2022. Um, he played or 2020, excuse me. He's it, it was just 2022. He played and he's played in every single game that they have played 16 games in 2020, 16 games in 2021 yep. and 17 games in 2022. So I think maybe he missed a game in 2021, but still but he has a great track record for health. Yeah. And that's something too. I know that they're absolutely paying attention to, and that's something they take, you know, into full consideration when it comes to breaking down the numbers. It's also something, again, we know Omar Khan is the cap wizard and he's able to yes, finagle around things and make deals. So this does seem like a priority to them and based on the ways that we've heard from both the front office and from Highsmith and from Highsmith's teammates, but that, you know, I, I could see this being something where they look to get this done and also with Highsmith mentality too, because this was something he talked about, you know, he always refers to the walk-on mentality that he has, where he always has to prove himself. He's never satisfied with the work that he's put in. It's always, I want to get to the next level. Okay, I got 12 sacks, great. I want to get to 14, like those types of things with him. And, you know, it's incredibly admirable, just the dedication that he has. But I think this is going to be something where he's going to want to get 
the money he thinks he fairly deserves as he should, something that's going to be fair for both sides. And I think that this is going to be something that we probably see happen sooner rather than later. And I would guess close to training camp, maybe the first, you know, week or two, but I could see this being something that they look to take care of even before training camp starts. I wouldn't be shocked to hear about that. I want to talk about another topic with you. We kind of broached a little bit in the first segment, and that's who the most useful offensive bench players will be for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll get to that in just a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner. We'll be right back. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI here in Pittsburgh. Jenna, of the Steelers' backup options that can be coming off the bench, and what we're doing here is we're uh, we're looking at players who aren't technically starters. So all their backup tight ends, we'll say that Darnell Washington, Zach Gentry, and even Connor Hayward will throw into that mix as well. Backup running backs, Jalen Warren, Anthony McFarlane. And then after the top two wide receivers, we'll say that Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, will go with Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin, and that crew. I list those names out for you. Which one do you think has the biggest impact on the 2023 season that the Steelers call upon more? This is a really good question because I'm going back and forth with like a couple different answers in my mind. And I don't think there's a wrong answer here too. And I think Steelers fans should be really excited about that. I want to lean towards, I mean, Darnell Washington does feel a little bit obvious just in his size and what Mm -hmm. he's able to do. I mean, there have been some things during training camp or during um, mini camp and OTAs where just you see his athleticism and just him use his height. If he gets in a mismatch with someone who is even, I'd say like four inches shorter, he's just going to get the ball and just raise his hands up and get the ball. There's no denying that. But I do think Allen Robinson is going to play a pretty big role on this offense in Mm. terms of just, I mean, even I know this is probably cliche, but you look at just some of the off the field stuff with him being a veteran, really young room. Again, we talked about, you know, you look at, Kenny Pickett, second year, Najee Harris, third year, Pat Fryermuth, third year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going through all these guys. They're just, they're really, really young. And I think having that veteran voice was something that was kind of missed in that wide receivers room last year. And obviously Deontay Johnson being, I guess, kind of like in the middle of both of those things, but just in talking with Allen Robinson too, throughout OTAs and minicamp, just hearing how excited he is, how hungry he is to be able to get back on the field, to be able to get back to work, especially too, after a tough season in LA a season ago with a Rams team that really struggled. I think he sees a lot of the potential that's here and also the potential that there is with this offense and just the amount of weapons they have, the amount of looks they're going to be able to give other teams. And I think we're going to see Allen Robinson just kind of play like a quiet under the radar, but really solid role for this offense so that's I I feel like I gave like five things there but I think he's going to be somebody that I really am going to have my eyes on as this season kind of develops here and where exactly he fits in this offensive scheme how they utilize him but I I think he's definitely going to be able to make a pretty solid impact and just you know it's obviously going to go through Kenny Pickett but if they can push the ball downfield the way that we think they're going to be able to with the way that the run game can open up the game I think we're going to see some really intriguing things from him. I agree. Allen Robinson is going to be a tough, a tough guy to keep off the field for the Steelers because of his veteran savviness. I think one thing that he does very well when you watch his tape, he finds open spaces in defenses yeah. and not just knowing how to be. He knows one. We've talked about this before, but when you line up, he and we've talked to him about this. 
you know, when you line up and you see how an opponent lines up against you, whether they give outside in leverage, inside leverage, or they're trying to jam you, they're trying to play off you, you know you have different options. And when you're a veteran like Allen Robinson, you've developed over the years the tricks of the trade, knowing how to beat different positions a lot easier. And you also know that when things break down, how to find a way to be available for your quarterback, which I think in his position – I think he's going to be the guy that is that. Deontay Johnson is going to be the elite route runner. I think George Pickens is going to be the big play machine. But they need a guy who can be a security blanket for TJ, or excuse me, for Kenny Pickett uh, in, in, uh, in certain passing downs and key moments when things break down. And there's got to be a scramble drill, which we know that Kenny Pickett likes to be part of because yeah. he did it quite a few times last year. And that security blanket could be multiple people. It could be Patrick Fry, Pat Fryman. It could be Darnell Washington. It could be Zach Jan- It could be a lot of different guys. It could be Connor Hayward and Najee Harris. But I think Allen Robinson bringing the veteran experience that none of those guys really have a chance to offer because they're just so young, that's a benefit. So I think you make a really good point there. My option, though, is Jalen Warren because I look at him as a number two running back. And I know there's some people out there that think that he could be the number one running back, and I don't share that belief. But I look at how this team is constructed right now. We've talked about how much I think the Steelers are going to run the ball and out physical opponents. But they played quite a few teams last that, that last year ranked at the bottom of the league in run defense yeah. of the of the of the bottom twelve run defending teams that they're going to play. The Colts, which is who they play, ranked number twelve. The Browns ranked number eight. They'll play them twice. They play the Packers. They ranked seventh. They play the Seahawks. They ranked third, and this is going to you know third worst. Uh, and then they also play the Texans, who were the worst run defending team last year. Now, there's no guarantee that those teams will be just as bad at defending the run this year to this time around. But I think there's going to be a lot of chances in games that were in third quarter, early fourth quarter, where the Steelers are going to be like, you know what? We've been pounding you with Najee Harris. Here's Jalen Warren. Here's fresh legs. And they're going to be like, wait a minute. We got to deal with two guys that, that are hurting us like this. And if the offensive line is really going, you'll have two talented running backs who are taking advantage of things and making it so that Kenny Pickett doesn't have to throw as much in the game and wearing down defenses. And I think it, that one-two punch could make Jalen Warren the most useful guy coming off the bench as far as skill players on the offense. Yeah, and just also, too, taking some of the load off of Najee Harris's shoulders. Mm-hmm. And we know Najee will play every single snap of every single game until he collapses, which probably would never happen just because of the way that <laughs> he his work ethic is and the way that he takes. we hear him talk about how he takes care of himself and takes care of his body. But having the ability to be able to have that one-two punch. And of course, Najee Harris is going to be that number one player, unless God forbid there's an injury, but he's going to be that number one guy. But having Jalen Warren just being able to say, all right, hey, you know, Najee, we're going to take you off the field for this, get some rest, get a breath, catch your, you know, catch your breath, catch your legs and have Jalen Warren be able to be another explosive option and another really solid option. I think that's also going to help the longevity of this offense, because again, we know running back the position that it is, is, uh, is not for the faint of heart. So I think this is going to be too something we're going to see him a lot. And again, this is all because of hopefully what a lot of people are hoping to see is this, you know, new developed offensive line that has a lot of really solid guys on it, that they are going to be able to really establish the run more than we just saw even in the second half of last season. Brian Baldinger uh, came and Brian Baldinger, legendary uh, sports commentator. You can get him on the NFL Insider, NFL Network, Fox Sports, all the places that he works. He came to Steelers camp the other week. I think it was mini camp. And he spent a practice watching. And one of the things he tweeted after watching it was like, that was the most 
physical non-contact practice he had ever seen. And he said the way that the Steelers were challenging each other. And he said, man, Mike Tomlin is, is coaching up some bruisers for this year. He wants the Steelers to really be physically dominant. And yeah. that's where, again, we've been talking about. It's not just the draft plan. I think it's very much a plan for how practice is going to go. I think this upcoming training camp is going to be extra physical. And that's part of the depth that's, that's important here, too, to have on the roster. Because when you're doing that, you need backups to be able to step in because injuries are going to happen when you do that. But when you get into the middle part of the season and you're playing the teams that don't practice that way and they don't, they are there, they want to go more passive. They want to throw the ball more. They don't want to have to grind games out on the ground the way that the Steelers are probably going to with their offensive line and their run game. I think that's going to give you an advantage. And that's something that Baltinger was bringing up then. And I think that what we're seeing now, and this is again why, why I'm picking Jalen Warren here, is because the, the sum of the parts of this run game. I think will be too much for some teams to handle. Not all teams. That's not going to get them over the hump against everybody. But I think in some of those games where, you know, Kenny Pickett's still a second year quarterback, he may have like a rough day. The, if the rushing offense can be what carries you, it can save you from having to rely on, on him to save you week in and week out. Where like last year, he had several game winning drives. This year, if he just has a few less because he's not in that situation to have to throw the game winning touchdown because the running game has taken over the game that I think will help get the Steelers over the finish line just a few more times. Yeah. And I'm also too, just one more adding on because why not? But I, I think there's the biggest question mark for me and the biggest question mark in a solid way is Calvin Austin, because obviously we mm. haven't seen him. We don't, you know, in terms of, we haven't seen a, a season with him or even a game with him. And I think he could also be kind of that little bit of a wild card X factor, depending on, the ways that they want to utilize him and what we want to see in the offense. I know so many people automatically just go toward, Oh, you know, he's going to be the jet sweep guy, but his speed is no doubt undeniable. And he, so many of his teammates have said, I think Connor Hayward during mini camp was like, yeah, no, I, I mean, he, he looks like he's at a hundred percent to me and granted, you know, that's your teammates saying it, that's not you and yourself, but I think he could be, potentially be a really big surprise depending on how he gets put into the offense, how he performs, what we see from him in, you know, the fact that we just haven't, there, there isn't a sample size to base things off of here. Absolutely. We will see maybe some of that sample size when we start to get through We start to see action later on, but Hey, that's why we spend the time in June speculating and giving us outlooks as how the season's going to go. She's Jenna Harner of channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, thanks so much for joining us as always here on Fridays. Let people can find you, follow you and get more of your work. Well, thank you for having me as always. It was so nice to be back. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram, Jenna underscore Harner and locally here in Pittsburgh on WPXI channel 11. We're, uh, we're doing some fun stuff. So stay tuned. Absolutely. Check them out at channel 11 to do a lot of great stuff. I'm your host, Chris Carter here in the Locked on Steelers podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter critiques. You can find me at the Pittsburgh post gazette covering pit athletics post gazette.com for all our content there. And you can also find me here on the locked on Steelers podcast, Monday through Friday on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. Like this video. If you enjoyed it, subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes. Thanks again for everyone for checking us out. Have a great weekend. Everyone will be back Monday with more in your Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the locked on Steelers podcast podcast.